Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks. Today from McDonald's on Tiffin Avenue as we stuff the bus with school supplies to make sure every student gets the right start as they return to the classroom in the fall. Our broadcast sponsored by Friends Office. Also coming up this morning, it is a year of some big changes for the Findlay City Schools. Assistant Superintendent Krista Kreitz-Miller gives an update on summer preparations for back to school. And after the collection part, comes the process of sorting all of the donated school supplies and distributing them to families in need. Tammy Stahl of Christian Clearinghouse joins us to explain how that part works. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Friday, July 9th, 2021. I know it seems very early to be talking about back to school, but we got to start now so that we can get these school supplies in the hands of the kids who need them uh, in time for the uh, start of school. And uh, I'll tell you what, the, the one major difference between doing this program on location and in the studio, um, the wind. Generally, in the studio, we don't have to deal with, <laughs> with the wind. It is a little breezy this morning. And cool. So we hope you'll uh, swing by and uh, join us. You make a donation this morning, as a matter of fact. Uh, McDonald's is going to uh, buy you your morning coffee. We've got a uh, we've got certificates for uh, beverages, free beverages, or free desserts. If you want to come back for lunch later, for, yeah, for come back for lunch later. So uh, just swing on by. You can't miss us. The uh, big yellow school bus is parked in the uh, corner of uh, McDonald's on Tiffin Avenue, so you can't miss us. That's where we are. Thanks to uh, McDonald's for allowing us to commandeer a big chunk of their parking lot. And a big thanks to Friends Office for making our broadcast possible once again this morning. As we mentioned, the ninth day of July, it is Car Collector Appreciation Day, or Collector Car Appreciation Day. We appreciate the cars, not so much the collectors. Collector Car Appreciation Day, as opposed to the other way around. Uh, it is also Fashion Day today. It is National No Bra Day. I just point that out in the interest of completeness. And uh, National Sugar Cookie Day, and it is World Kebab Day. So there is always a reason to celebrate. And Seriously, it's it's like windy. All of my papers here are blowing around. Thank goodness for the uh, school supplies. We went on the bus and uh, grabbed a couple of packs of crayons to use as paperweights for <laughs> this morning. Don't worry. We'll uh, put the crayons back when we're done. Uh, let's see here. Some of the uh, first things you need to know as you get your Friday morning started, TGIF. Um, we all know that getting a good night's sleep is important. And... Researchers at the University of South Florida have found that getting just three consecutive nights of less than six hours of sleep is associated with a number of mental and physical health issues. Just reiterating how important a good night's sleep is, just three consecutive nights of getting less than six hours sleep can lead to aches, pains, breathing problems. People also reported feeling angry, nervous, lonely irritable and frustrated due to a lack of sleep and each consecutive day the problems get a little bit worse they peak out at just three days of less sleep than what we need lead study author sumi lee says results show that sleep loss can significantly impair your daily functioning she says once getting less than six hours of sleep per night becomes a habit it is increasingly difficult for your body to fully recover from that lack of sleep. So, again, just make sure you're getting enough sleep. Very important. I thought that was kind of interesting. Three days is all it takes to get into trouble. Big travel time during the uh, during the summer. I know we're talking back to school today where most families are still thinking summer vacation season. And if you have traveled... Uh, by air over the past several months, you know, even while mask mandates have been lifted just about everywhere else, you still have to wear your face mask at the airport and on board the airplane. Well, now Senator Rand Paul wants that requirement to be ended. 
He tweeted out yesterday, when the Senate returns to session, I will be introducing an immediate repeal of the mask mandate on airplanes. Tweeting enough to emphasize his point. The Kentucky Republican added, time to stop this farce and let people travel in peace. Senator Paul has also spoken out against some COVID-19 vaccine measures and has said he will not be getting the vaccine himself because he already had the disease in March of 2020. Health officials have said that even those who had COVID should get vaccinated, but he is declining to do so. And he's certainly not alone in that. But I, I would imagine there will be quite a bit of support for the idea of ending mask mandates on airplanes but uh, anyway kind of interesting let you know that some of the uh, some of the other more buzzworthy stories to start your friday morning you remember yesterday we talked about speaking of travel the most popular vacation destination or tourist attraction in each state Cedar Point was Ohio's top tourist attraction. No big surprise there. In Kentucky, we mentioned the top tourist attraction in Kentucky is the Ark Encounter. And now, I saw this on the Newswire this morning, the Ark Encounter is planning a big expansion. They have begun fundraising for a three-year plan to build a Tower of Babel attraction on the grounds of the park in northern Kentucky. A release from the Ark Encounter Park said the new attraction will tackle the racism issue by helping visitors understand how genetics research and the Bible confirm the origin of all people around the world. No other details given on the Tower of Babel attraction or what it might look like. But kind of interesting. I picked up on that. I, I caught my eye because we were just talking about the Ark Encounter yesterday as being Kentucky's number one tourist attraction, and they are expanding. Uh, let's see, what else is going on in the world here? The uh, Scripps National Spelling Bee has a new champion, and it is the first ever African-American champion. Zayla Zayla Avant-Garde was named the winner of the 2021 event at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex in Florida. She's 14 years old from New Orleans, correctly spelled the word, con- correctly spelled the word Mariah, which is M-U-R-R-A-Y-A, Mariah. It is a genus of flowering plants in the citrus family found in Asia, Australia, and the Pacific Islands. I had to look it up. Uh, she gets $50,000 in cash uh, after outlasting more than 200 other spellers to take home the title yesterday. So congratulations to Zyla Avant-Garde, the uh, new Spelling Bee winner. First African-American Spelling Bee. That was kind of interesting. I would have not guessed that there had never been an African-American Spelling Bee champion, the Scripps Spelling Bee. But now there has been. Congratulations. It's kind of interesting. Mariah, I, it doesn't seem, M-U-R-R-A-Y-A, uh, doesn't seem like a particularly difficult word to spell for your championship. As a matter of fact, I would have had more difficulty spelling this girl's name, Zayla. Z-A-I-L-A. That's probably the more difficult word. And what else is uh, going on here in the world? Speaking of competitions, Naomi Osaka has made headlines over the uh, past month or so. Number two ranked women's player in the world of tennis. Uh, A few weeks ago, she said before the French Open that she would not participate in the required press conferences. uh, On, She used her protecting her mental health as the uh, reason for that. And then... She pulled out of the competition after her first-round match when she was fined for not showing up at the press conference. And now the 23-year-old, who also skipped Wimbledon for the same reason, has written an essay for Time magazine in which she talks about athletes' mental health. The four-time Grand Slam champion wrote that she hopes, quote, we can enact measures to protect athletes, especially the fragile ones, unquote. She said during the French Open flap that she deals with anxiety before press conferences and has had bouts of depression. 
She writes in the piece, there can be moments for any of us where we are dealing with issues behind the scenes, and I do hope that people can relate and understand that it's okay not to be okay, and it is okay to talk about it. And certainly, I can understand and, and appreciate and empathize with Naomi, Naomi Osaka, but and maybe it's because I'm a member of the press myself, so I see it from that side, but the reporters have a, a job to do, and... You know, press conferences are, are part of promoting your sport and so on and so forth. So, I don't know. She said uh, that the format of press conferences is out of date and in great need of a refresh. She suggested that maybe players be given a small number of sick days where they would be excused from doing press conferences without having to share their personal reasons. She compared it to sick days that average workers get saying, I believe this would bring sport in line with the rest of society. I don't know. I uh, Like I said, it's probably my own biases when I come into this story being a member of the press, member of the media myself, but this is part of the deal, and you know the press has a uh, job to do as well. So that being said, there are certainly those in the press who uh, probably are less responsible than others about the stories they write and the pictures they paint of some of these athletes. I can appreciate that, but it'll be interesting to see where that conversation goes moving forward because I can't see them replacing press conferences in tennis or any other sport anytime soon. It's just such an important part of promoting the sport and so on, but kind of interesting. There you go, some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Friday morning started. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. The WTOL 11 first alert forecast, partly to mostly cloudy today with a high of 75, partly cloudy tonight, a low of 61. A man from Fostoria was found dead in Hardin County. The Hardin County Sheriff's Office identified the man as 29-year-old Robert B. Mays. The Sheriff's Office says the man's death is being investigated as a homicide. Sheriff's investigators are being assisted by the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation in following all potential leads as they're received. The freight shipping company, R&L Carriers, is planning on building a facility in Findlay. It's the type of company we like to work with. It's a, a family-owned company, and we're looking forward to having them in the community. Tim Miley, director of Findlay-Hancock County Economic Development, says the Findlay City Planning Commission has approved the company's site plan for a facility east of Campbell Soup and McLean. He says R&L Carriers has been a really good partner in development, wanting to make sure they're doing everything correctly the first time around, Get more on our website. A Macomb native who now coaches in the NFL is giving back to his hometown community. Craig Ackerman and his wife started the Ackerman Family Foundation to help support student-athletes in his hometown area. This weekend, the foundation is hosting a football camp in Macomb, as well as a charity golf outing followed by an auction. You know, I I just think it's going to be fun where the kids are also going to see their parents do some drills. uh, And then, you know, they get to cheer them on and things like that. Craig says the goal of the golf outing and auction is to raise enough money to fund scholarships for a Macomb student and another Hancock County student. Get more on our website. Ohio State has released additional details about their plan to return to full capacity at Ohio Stadium for football season. All tickets will be scanned electronically, so that means no paper tickets. At concession stands, it will be all cards and no cash. And the biggest news, face masks will not be required. We would hope that if someone's uh, unvaccinated, they would wear a mask out of respect for others. Uh, But that's not something we're going to control. Ohio State's home opener is a big one. A top 25 matchup as Oregon comes to town on September 11th. Ohio State actually begins the season on the road at Minnesota on Thursday night, September 2nd. Get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. You come driving down Tiffin Avenue this morning. Uh, and you get to McDonald's, you cannot miss the big school bus, the big yellow school bus in the corner of the parking lot. We are attempting to stuff said bus with school supplies for area kids in need. Yes, it is our annual Stuff the Bus campaign, and our broadcast from McDonald's on Tiffin Avenue is sponsored by Friends Office, and one of the things that we look most forward to yesterday, I or a few days ago, I guess last week it was when we were going into the 4th of July holiday, I mentioned that I really look forward every year to our big 4th of July show. Uh, I always look forward to the Memorial Day show kicking off Memorial Day weekend, uh, right before Thanksgiving, right before Christmas. There are certain shows that I look forward to every year. 
And this one is one as well, because I know that I will be seeing the lovely Ashley Barger, who is uh, here from uh, Friends Office. So, uh, Ashley, thanks very much for uh, being with us, and thanks for uh, your support of uh, Stuff the Bus. That is maybe the nicest introduction I've ever had. Thanks, Chris. That was so <laughs> Thank nice. you very much. Um, so once again, uh, Friends Office uh, helping us stuff the bus, and obviously this plays into you know what you do in your business. Yes. So we've been supporting school districts for so so many years, and we've been doing stuff the bus now. I think almost a decade or something crazy like that. But when we serve our 300 school districts across Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Indiana. This is the stuff that we really dig deep into because we love giving back to our schools. We love supporting them in any way we can. So this is just another way we can do that. And, you know, I remember when we talked last year, the whole idea of supporting students looked a little bit different uh, last year because you spent a lot of time during the pandemic uh, kind of helping folks create spaces for at-home learning and for at-home work or remote work, that was a, a big part of what you did last year. Yeah, if we were to break it down into a quick nutshell, basically the people who were still at the office or in the school buildings, we had to create separation, you know, make it safe. So I know Finley City Schools, for example, we put a ton of clear plastic shields all around their teachers, students, you know, administrative offices. That's what we did for banks and whatever. But then also for students, we did something different. You know, we took organization up a notch. And instead of just delivering bulk supplies to schools, we individually packaged them by student. So some school districts, you know, K through eight buildings, we put together 13,000 boxes just with the basics. And then students could take those home. So uh, hopefully this year will be a little bit more normal as kids head back to the classroom but you also, in addition to supporting the students with the school supplies that they need, which is obviously our goal here and what we're focused on today with the uh, Stuff the Bus program, uh, you outfit school classrooms for the teachers and the administrators and all of that. It's everything they could need. Um, we, you know, our tagline is everything for people at work. They are at work, hard at work, mind you. But maybe it's everything for people at school too. I mean, we could change our tagline for that. But I mean, it's everything. It's their desks, their chairs for students and for teachers, for the administrative offices, for their office layouts. Um, and then it's the supplies, everything they could need. Things for STEM programs. We have everything we have a giant catalog you can get to it digitally on our website or hard copied happy to send one to you or drop it off we'd love to see people face to face you know it's starting to transition into that finally again so yeah we do everything everything for schools and it's our pleasure and i think we do it pretty well you do do it pretty well uh friends office has become one of the region's largest suppliers for uh, office i mean you're here in finley but obviously as you were kind of alluding to your reach is far beyond just finley and hancock County. Oh, yeah. We serve nationally. We have customers in Nevada, Florida, Arizona. It, it doesn't matter. We can we can serve anybody anywhere, really. Um, but it's it's really about helping businesses. We walk alongside them. Our account management is different. We take invoicing to a whole new level. Obviously, we have net terms. Um, we work with you on your invoicing net terms, POs, blanket POs. Um, if you're interested in, you know, like a, a side quest or some kind of um, a link to your system so it's completely seamless. We do all those things, and we do that for organizations who have 20 locations, organizations who have just one location. It doesn't matter. But account management is really what sets us apart from maybe anybody else. You know, we mentioned that hopefully this year school will look more normal with kids back in uh, classrooms and so on. Um, But how has... There's a lot of talk about how work has maybe changed permanently and there may be more remote work going on. There may be uh, individuals who are able to work at home, if not full time, at least part time and kind of that hybrid uh, environment. How has that uh, changed how businesses uh, approach uh, outfitting their offices and people's home offices, which, again, I know was a big part of your business during the pandemic. People all of a sudden were uh, retrofitting spare bedrooms as home offices and things like that, and you helped a lot of folks in that regard. It was amazing how quickly we pivoted, how quickly really everybody pivoted. Let's be real. We all had to pivot last year. Um, But I think that's what makes Friends Office unique. 
it really didn't change the way we go about doing our business because we approach every single customer uniquely. However they need set up, that's how we approach them. It's not like some out-of-the-box system. You know, if they come to us and they say, hey, we have employees with P-cards and they get a $100 allowance or whatever, can you help them outfit? And then they come to us and we get them a chair and a chair mat and maybe a basic printer or a scanner or something like that, just something quick to outfit their home office setup. But then they need products that transition. So then they also need bags or, you know, some kind of filing system that can come with them from home to office and back and forth because people are hybrid. A lot of folks are hybrid. So it just depends. Um, it really hasn't changed the way we go about doing our business. We've always been one-on-one and unique and strategic with you, alongside you, as opposed to telling you, this is how we do things, and that's it. <laughs> Again, Ashley Barger is here from a Friends Office. They are making our broadcast possible from Stuff the Bus at McDonald's on Tiffin Avenue today. Joining us on location here at McDonald's on Tiffin Avenue for our Stuff the Bus School Supplies Drive. Finley City Schools Assistant Superintendent Krista Kreitz-Miller. An update on some of the uh, summer preparations happening right now, uh, preparing for a back-to-school in the fall. And uh, Krista, thanks very much for uh, dropping by. This is a year of uh, big change. The, The good change, the really good change, is knowing that as opposed to last year when things were so up in the air, so many different ways that you had to prepare for back to school. Was it going to be remote learning? Was it going to be hybrid learning? When, when were the kids going to be in class? When were they not going to be in the class? Um, all of that. This year, going into it in sort of a, a more normal way with respect to that. That is absolutely correct. We're very excited about that. Um, every day was a new day last year. Yeah. We didn't know what we were facing and navigated that to the best of our ability to keep our staff and our students safe. We ended the year in full session, but we still had masks. We still had some of the mandates. And um, starting in August, we are we are ready to go in typical fashion and um, hit the ground running. And, you know, kudos to everybody involved in making it work last year because, again, you start off with remote learning, you go to hybrid learning, then it's back to remote learning, then hybrid learning, then in class, then back to hybrid. I mean, it just, you know, not just in in preparing for day one, like you said, every day was a different adventure. So uh, good to have everything back to normal in terms of preparation that way. And I would imagine the teachers are, are real happy knowing that they can prepare their classrooms like a normal year. Absolutely. And the teachers were the, the true champions, uh, along with families that had to work with us each day. Um, teachers waited for the announcement. We always put an announcement out after a governor's message on Thursday, and they, they waited around, like, you know, waiting around the radio back in the day to listen. And they adjusted, and they smiled, and they, they were here every day for our students. And there's, there's not enough to say to, to praise our teachers with how they navigated. Now, having said all of that, what's the old saying? If it's not one thing, it's another. Uh, things will be different this year. It is a year of big changes for the schools in the fact that you are opening up two less buildings uh, this year. So how much of that has the logistics of all of that has already been decided? How much are you in the process still of working all of that out? The plans are in place. Um, the plans are underway. We've got the modulars going in at the Wilson, Vance, and Bigelow location to adjust. Um, you know, we, we listened to our community and the taxpayers spoke and wanted us to operate a little more fiscally um, in a different manner, which we responded to. Um, so those buildings, we are repurposing Jacobs, which is in the process of becoming a, a Finley City preschool um, for Finley City schools and Hancock County students. And it's going to be um, lovely and independent of the Washington building, which houses FLC and eventually the administrative building. Um, but plans are underway. We are on time, on target. Um, some of the restructuring of where students will go, that was announced early in our, in our bus route, so parents are aware of that. Um, teachers are aware of their changes, and like I said, we are ready to, um, to have a positive, exciting start of the year. That was going to be one of the questions. Uh, so parents who maybe haven't heard yet or that information is available, where students that had gone to Jacobs and so on, uh, where they're going to be going next year. Um, were there any students from the, from the current buildings that had to be displaced to make room for incoming students? The, no, we the only two students that that were you know relocated were the two students or the two buildings students from the two buildings that were 
being closed. Right. Okay. Uh, and obviously bus routes, uh, that must have been a really uh, fascinating challenge to figure out how all of those would work because those uh, involve a lot of changes. That remains a fascinating challenge that yeah. we're working on a bit. We do have a new transportation um, director that we're very excited about to have him join the team. Jumping into the fire. He came in right in, um, a former, uh, former bus driver with us, so he's familiar with Finley. Very excited, very motivated, very proud to be a Finley Trojan and proud to be a part of the transportation department. So I have a lot of confidence in him. Um, to we had a good start to it. He's going to take the baton and, and keep on running and get ready for the first day. And with respect to uh, the the classrooms, I know you know anybody uh, who we all remember the the excitement of learning who our teacher is going to be. Uh, you know those open house nights, uh, getting in, seeing everything, getting ready for a new school year. What is the plan on that? When will those that uh, those class assignments and such open houses when will those take place yeah that's going to go on typical as in pre-covid year um that we're going to have so uh principals will communicate class lists closer to the start of school none of that really has changed the teachers might be in some different locations but all of that's going to remain the same we're working on having an open house for um the new preschool or the you know repurposed jacobs building we want to really honor the zola jacobs and keep her name involved somehow because she was quite a pioneer in her day so we're working those details out but we definitely want to see the community the, have the community see um the preschool that that's been that's been developed because it's and, going to be special and then the uh, first day of school is when the 24th teachers have a convocation the 23rd and then we open the doors all right so uh, getting ready and you know we mentioned that we're doing the uh, stuff the bus uh, school supplies drive here so early and i can hear a lot of people saying man it just doesn't seem like we should be talking back to school already obviously the schools have been preparing since the day after school ended um but it, it is important to do this now so we can get these school supplies in the hands of the students so on day one they're ready to go talk about why that is so important very meaningful for a lot of reasons um, we want all of our students to come in being on a level playing field so that they all um, have the supplies they need academically but also just emotionally they're not walking in and everybody else has something that maybe one student doesn't have so it's critical holistically for the child um, that they're prepared to come to school with the supplies that they need it is so difficult for a student to learn if they don't have the proper school supplies and uh, some this absence uh, collection events like this and and uh, those who are willing to help out students and families in need uh, you're already putting kids behind the eight ball even from day one day one absolutely yep absolutely. there's no doubt about that and so we encourage you to stop by uh, make a donation school supplies the school supply list by the way are those out they are yep okay. So, uh, you know, you can go online and, and check. We've got a whole page on our webpage of, you know, school supply examples. If you want specifics, uh, those are on the uh, Findlay City Schools website. Uh, and, and make a donation of school supplies. You can also make a cash donation. So anything that we come up short on, uh, the folks at Christian Clearinghouse who take care of the organizational end of all of this, uh, will go out and, and, purchase those supplies that we may be short on so cash donations are more than welcome as well we want to make sure that every student not just the finley city schools but for out, throughout hancock county gets off to a good start in the fall and again assistant superintendent krista Crace miller finley city schools thanks very much for dropping by we appreciate it thank you for being here go trojans you know i saw this story on the uh, newswire new uh, study uh, from John, Johns Hopkins University researchers, and it goes hand-in-hand hand with what we're talking about here this morning, uh, back to school and all of that. They say, writing things out by hand, certainly less common these days as computers take over the world, but this study finds that handwriting serves an important purpose. Researchers found that people who practiced writing out letters and words by hand learned those words much faster than those who simply typed them out on a video screen. Also find that writing things out by hand was associated with the ability to write the new letters, using them to spell new words, and using them to read unfamiliar words. Researchers say this is because handwriting marries together the perceptual motor experience with what is being learned about the letters, their shapes, their sounds, and so on, which in turn creates richer knowledge and fuller, true learning. So 
As computers take over the world, keep in mind that handwriting still serves a purpose. Friends Office making our broadcast possible here from McDonald's on Tiffin Avenue for our Stuff the Bus campaign. And Alicia John Giordano is uh, with us from uh, from uh, Friends. And I know you were a former teacher. You can relate to that. Yes, I can. I taught for around seven years. Um, and when I decided to branch out and try a new career path, I knew that Friends Office was the company I wanted to work for. Um, they assist everybody in the workplace, but also in the schools, making things more convenient for administration and secretaries, as well as teachers. And now um, we are personalizing some things to assist parents in purchasing supplies for students as well. Just to piggyback on what we were talking about with Krista just a moment ago, uh, about how when when students don't have the proper supplies going into the new school year, it already puts them kind of behind from day one. And again, as a former teacher, you've seen that, unfortunately. Yes, I have. Um, however, it's wonderful to see organizations in the community help out, um, collect donations to help those students and parents in need. And especially now after the pandemic, um, just in different situations with parents, it's really nice to see the community coming together to stuff this bus today. Absolutely. It's why the uh, Stuff the Bus campaign is so important. And as you mentioned, you at, at Friends Office help uh, teachers, help parents, help secretaries. Um, I mean, obviously, just making taking one more thing off their plate uh, for all of the complicated things that they do day after day. Yes, definitely. So we work with schools um, on collecting their bulk orders at the end of the year, and we can hold those orders in our warehouse. And then we customize everything by packaging them up in boxes for each building within the district, each grade level within the district, and each teacher within the district. So it's really nice for the secretaries offering that convenience when they receive those packages in, um, when they come back in, the, in August, they have all of their packages already designated per teacher. They can just hand them out to the teachers. The teachers just go through, make sure that they had everything in their um, purchase. Yeah, Ashley was uh, mentioning a little bit earlier, uh, you know, you uh, were separating all of those uh, things out for uh, students for, what, thousands, literally thousands of students uh, last year. And uh, she also mentioned that, uh, obviously, Friends Office is a uh, business that serves not just Findlay, not just Hancock County, but all over uh, multiple states. I, I don't mean to put you on the, uh, on the spot. How many... How many districts do you, or how many schools do you work with? Um, we right now are assisting a little over 300 districts, but within those districts, there are many, many school buildings. So some of our districts we assist have 100 different buildings, and our account managers personally visit each one of those buildings. So is that your job? It used to be my job to communicate with them on the that's, phone. That's a, that's a lot of phone calls. It is. It is. Now I'm assisting the marketing team and getting the word out there um, about everything that we can do to help that convenience come into the districts. And I know uh, Friends Office is typically thought of as, uh, you, you know, you work at the corporate level with businesses um, and, and with industries specifically. Do you uh, work with individuals or to what extent do you work with individuals? You talk about uh, school supplies and parents and things like that. So we work alongside with the districts when it comes to purchasing their bulk supplies. However, within working with that district, we also offer back-to-school boxes. Those back-to-school boxes contain a student supplies that they would need for their next grade level. We take in all those orders. Um, we create a nice website for parents to go on themselves. They place their child's order, what district, what teacher, um, what school. Um, once they place that order, everything's taken care of via the website. They pay through that so the school doesn't have to worry about that. We bring in the orders. We package each box with each student's name. We also supply um, labels inside those boxes with the child's name and class and grade. That way they can label each of their supply package, you know, their marker box, their pencil box, all of that. And then we deliver all of those to the school before the open house and meet the teacher so that parents can ensure that their child's set up for the first day. Nothing could be easier. And what's the website where folks can learn more about that? Um, classkids.com is the one that we use for purchasing things online. However, you can go to friendsoffice.com, um, and there are online catalogs, and your district will also have some um, handouts and things that they'll be giving at the end of each school year about all of that. 
terrific stuff. And uh, we've got a link up on our webpage, too, for more information. As we mentioned, our show today originating from McDonald's on Tiffin Avenue. Why, you may ask? Because we are stuffing the bus with school supplies for area students in need. And the goal, as we mentioned, is to make sure that every student gets off to the right start as they return to the classroom. Yay, return to the classroom in the fall. But obviously, uh, don- collecting the donations as we're doing this weekend or this week, uh, today until 7 o'clock, tomorrow from uh, 10 to 2, uh, that's only the first part of it. The more complicated part, actually, is getting those uh, supplies in the hands of the kids who need them. And that job falls on uh, Tammy Stahl and her crew at Christian Clearinghouse. Tammy, thanks very much for dropping by. We appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me, Chris. This is a huge undertaking to take all of these school supplies that are being donated. And we already have a great start. Uh, but to take all of these school supplies, then sort them, organize them, and get them distributed. It takes a lot of hands to do that. Uh, we have a group out at Stonebridge Church that help us um, do that. And um, just really, really an amazing thing. But if you need supplies for your kids, um, you can go onto our website on Monday. It's www.cchsupport.org. And you can pre-register your child. That's going to be the best way for you to be able to get the school supplies. And the first 500 children that register also qualify for Project Happy Feet, which is a shoe voucher program. So your child can also get a new pair of shoes when they're going back to school this fall. You know, we've talked about this in the past. And for a lot of folks, you don't think about the school supplies as being that big of a hardship. But when you are a family that's living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to pay the rent, pay all the bills, uh, even a 50 or a $100 bill, basically, to buy school supplies once a year can be quite a hardship. And even more so if you multiply that by multiple uh, children in the household. Right. So we kind of estimate a backpack and filling it is about $60. But when you add school supplies or school fees, school clothes, shoes, all that, it gets really expensive for parents. So that's why we are here to help. We want new school supplies, new backpacks out here. Um, I know yesterday they talked about all of our little guys, all these children in our community. They're superheroes. They've just been through COVID and they've missed so much school. We need to make sure that they have the things that they have so they can make this school year the best ever. You know, some of the kids have fallen behind. The teachers are going to have a huge job to do to get the kids caught up. So we need to be here to give them a good start for the school year. That is such a good point because we were talking a little bit earlier when kids don't have the school supplies they need, they start off uh, sort of handicapped from day one uh, behind the eight ball uh, and coming off a year where everybody is already struggling with everything that we know we went through last year, this just is one more obstacle to overcome that if we can help uh, remove that obstacle, again, is, is one less thing they have to deal with. Absolutely. And again, we just we want everybody to start on the same foot, the right foot, and just be able to have the best year ever to come out stronger and better. And, you know, these are our professionals of the years to come, and, and we want everybody to have a great opportunity, and we appreciate the support of this community. You know, every year, Chris, we've been doing this 15 years, and we're out over a 1,000 backpacks going out the door. Wow. Uh, and by the way, that's for uh, students, Finley City Schools and the county schools alike, right? Hancock County, yeah, Hancock County Schools. So that will say that on the registration, and again, you'll need your Social Security number, and that's www.cchsupport.org. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, you know what happens with these uh, donations really quickly. As we mentioned, we're collecting donations of school supplies and cash donations as well. You take the cash and you kind of fill the gaps from all of the things that maybe we're a little short on donations. Absolutely. And 
Um, so what I do is we do a count and we kind of estimate what we need and we go out and purchase the other items. Um, 100% of the dollars you donate go back to our kids. Um, Christian Clearinghouse takes nothing for administering this program. We want the kids to have everything. So know that your dollars are going to a great place. If you can't get out here to the bus, you can go on to the Christian Clearinghouse website and make a donation. Just be sure to write in there either Project Happy Feet if you want to support the shoe program or the school supplies um, so that we know where to put those dollars but and you can stop by our office we'd love to have you and you know this won't finalize up until you know uh, at school starting so make sure and every year we get all the school supplies out we take them to the schools or some lower income schools that really appreciate them and so we try to get those school supplies out to the schools so once our collection is done here today, tomorrow, uh, you mentioned you were still uh, taking donations uh, after that at Christian Clearinghouse. So then your crew kind of gets to work, getting the school supplies, sorting them, um, getting them all uh packed together because you actually for the schools you have all of the school supplies lists so you know student a is registered student a is going to be in mrs jones class at you know Corey rossner at liberty benton or you know one of the finley city schools you know what school supplies they will need right Absolutely. Each uh, registration is individualized and we look at the list and we try to make sure that the more grade level, you know, we, we look more at grade level and we can't promise you're going to get every single thing that's on that list, but we sure do try. And so that's why you need uh, kids to be registered. So, you know, you know, grade level and, you know, the types of things they're going to need. As you mentioned, there is a form online is the easiest way to do that. Absolutely. We do need you to go online and register at www.cchsupport.org. Um, Google Christian Clearinghouse. It's going to be there Monday morning starting at 8 a.m. Get online, get your children registered. And um, usually those registrations for the shoes, they fill up the first day. So make sure you get on on Monday, July 12th. And um, they'll still be backpacks. We, again, we'll do 1,000 backpacks, but we only can do 500 shoe vouchers. Okay, so that was the other uh question that I was going to ask uh, in terms of a deadline. Uh, how long do people have to sign up? Um, we're going to set that registration on July 28th, okay. um, unless we just really don't feel like we can fill all the needs. So make sure that you do um, get on the, the website and register your child. And again, this is for families that are struggling. It, it's it's And people know that. You know, it's the families that just really feel like they can't make ends meet. And don't, you know, some people think, well, somebody else needs it more. If you feel like you need it, register. Um, so what happens then once the registration is done? Uh, you notify the uh, families as to uh, distribution, or how does that work? Yeah, they will get a, when they register, they'll get a pickup time, so we don't have a big group of people. Stonebridge Church will have a drive through so she's, they'll just pop them in your car, and you can go. So it'll be really easy. Terrific, seamless distribution, and when will that happen? That is the 4th and 5th of August. So you'll have plenty of time before school starts, plenty of time to get those shoes for your kids. And, you know, if, if you don't have everything in that backpack, you'll still have enough time to get those extra supplies you might need. So, again, we're here at McDonald's on Tiffin Avenue uh, collecting donations of school supplies and monetary donations for the Stuff the Bus campaign. What are the things that you are most in need of generally or you generally run short on in terms of donations? Well, backpacks are always the biggest need. A thousand backpacks is a huge amount of backpacks. Um, and then the things that don't always get brought in are those those headphones. That's an, a big one. They don't want the earbuds. Everybody wants headphones this year. And um, then also um, those um, calcu the i nine calculators. Those those yeah the yeah those calculators and. Um, Ziploc bags, um, hand sanitizers, things like that. We don't usually get a lot of that kind of stuff. Part of that is because I'm sure a lot of people don't think of those types of things. We have on our webpage uh, a list of suggested items, things. You'll probably see some things that you don't expect, you don't remember from the time when you were a little kid. I, I remember for us, it was pencils, crayons, and a ruler, and you were pretty much set. There are so many more things that are needed now. 
Absolutely. And one of the things I saw this year for the kindergarten list was Play-Doh. Never seen Play-Doh there. And I don't think we even have a jar of Play-Doh. So pick up some Play-Doh and, and bring it out to us so we can put those in the kindergarten backpacks. And again, just, um, just take a look at the store, see what you can find. And if things, the store shelves aren't stocked right now, you can always bring this stuff to Christian Clearing House or Stonebridge Church. Again, we're collecting the donations until 7 o'clock today, uh, 10 to 2 tomorrow. And then after that, you can still donate, get a hold of the folks at Christian Clearinghouse to do that. And then on Monday, uh, folks can sign up for the distribution. So if you or someone you know is in need, uh, we have that link up at our webpage as well. Much more information on how we distribute these donated school supplies. Uh, which is obviously the ultimate goal of the Stuff the Bus campaign. Tammy Stahl, Christian Clearinghouse, thanks for dropping by. We appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update of the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. You know, we're getting a little bit of rain here at uh, McDonald's on Tiffin Avenue. We are on location for our giant Stuff the Bus school supply collection drive. And so we're out here in the great outdoors, and it's uh, it's a little wet, which leads to this story in the, in the broken news. Uh, at least we can be happy that it's not as bad as this. In Springfield, Massachusetts, guy nearly got... Struck by lightning, and uh, the moment captured on camera, Bob Brandon tells local news reporters he had just gotten back to his home after work and was taking his trash bins up the driveway when a lightning bolt struck the trash bin that he was pulling behind him. He said it left two holes in the bin and shot back out toward the street. The video captured by his home security camera shows him running immediately into his home for shelter yeah i would that's he said he is thankful he was not injured during the incident feels very lucky (laughs) so at least we don't have to worry about that at least not that i know of i don't think we've got any storms a little bit of little sprinkles here at the elsewhere in today's broken news this is about as new york city as you can get last week A silver sedan parked on a street in Brooklyn, but it was totaled. Its windshield was completely blown out. Its front end was smashed in. But a passerby happened to notice the car had a parking ticket affixed underneath the windshield wiper of the smashed windshield. The car's front bumper was also shorn off and its interior stripped down to its parts. The man filming the video, named Omar, posted it on social media saying, only in New York will your car will your car blow up and you still get a parking ticket for, for illegal parking. Uh, no free parking in New York City. Police could not provide any information on the incident without more specific information about the location and the exact location the video was shot was unclear. But that's that's adding insult to injury if your car is totaled and stripped to get a parking parking ticket besides. Oh, man. Only in New York. Uh, This uh, from Louisiana, Baton Rouge. A large snake. This is the story. A large snake is back in its enclosure at the Blue Zoo Aquarium inside the Mall of Louisiana in Baton Rouge. The 12-foot Burmese python, 12-foot Burmese python named Kara, had been missing for more than two days when crews found her inside a ceiling panel. On Thursday morning, they still don't know how she escaped her enclosure. Officials noted the snake will be checked by a vet before before going back out on display for everyone to see. But let me highlight this part of the story. They still don't know how she escaped her enclosure. I would respectfully suggest not only should you get her checked out by the vet, but maybe figure out how she escaped before putting her back in her enclosure. Because if she did it once, I'm guessing she'll probably know how to do it again. Elsewhere in the uh, broken news from the International File, a British man has launched a new taxi service in the city of Norwich. Uh, It is a 15-ton armored tank (laughs) he's using as a taxi. The ex-military 
personnel carrier is not technically a tank, but it was built to withstand hits from small arms, artillery, and explosive devices. Merlin Batchelor tells news reporters that the military machine had been sitting in someone's yard for four decades before he purchased it last year. He said he always wanted a tank. <laughs> uh, he uh, brightened it up with a purple flower motif and added a flat screen TV in the cabin just in case playing soldier isn't entertaining enough for his passengers. He has applied for a taxi license so he can offer a unique way to uh, help people get around town. He says he will not be competing directly with ride-hailing services. His rates are $830 for the first hour and $275 for each addition hour, additional hour. The vehicle carries up to nine people who can always split the bill, obviously. Insurance, he says, only costs him about $300 a year. But the only problem with the tank is it can only go up to 20 miles an hour, so it may not be the fastest way to get around town, but still... That would be cool. <laughs> show up, show up uh, for work in a ta- uh, tank. That may not be the way you want to pick up your date, perhaps. But you know. uh, let's see here. A couple of other uh, interesting stories in the uh, broken news: a Utah man in custody for allegedly breaking into a home while naked. Uh, police say there seems like there's always got to be a naked person story in the broken news. Police say they were dispatched. To a Washington County home around 3 a.m. on Monday after a man reported that a suspect entered his home through the doggy door. When officers arrived, they found 37-year-old Craig Balubar in one of the bathrooms of the house wearing nothing but his socks. (laughs) When questioned by police, Mr. Balubar reportedly told officers he had used methamphetamine that day and heard voices telling him that he could find a woman to hook up with in the home. (laughs) He is facing, not surprisingly, multiple charges. And finally, in the broken news this morning, California police have arrested a man seen climbing a four-story church tower and lighting a cross on fire. He then reportedly jumped from rooftop to rooftop before scaling up and repelling down power lines to evade Los Angeles police officers. He was also seen kicking a statue trying to knock it over. The man, wearing only boxers and one sock, was arrested just before 10 o'clock Wednesday night, ending an ordeal that lasted about an hour and a half. Fortunately, the fire did not spread past the top of the bell tower and was quickly extinguished. But I'm, I'm telling you what, I mean, you have to be pretty dedicated. He must have really wanted to get rid of that cross. Climbed up the four-story church tower and then jumped from rooftop to rooftop before scaling and repelling down power lines to escape uh, officers you you gotta really want it to do that to do go through all of that man there you go that is uh, today's broken news report brought to you as a public service more or less of hancock county veteran services we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming it's the WFIN Virtual Car Show. Get them out, shine them up, and upload a pic of your classic, and we'll post it to WFIN.com for everybody to see. In addition, we'll have an online car show calendar so that you know when and where all the area shows are. It's chrome and horsepower on display online. The WFIN Virtual Car Show and Calendar. Thanks to Details Auto Spa, Loritz Chevrolet Cadillac, and 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. And now your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. Now, this may be um, a bit of a kind of revolting topic, frankly, but I found it to be rather interesting, and it does say something uh, about, you know, we talk about these statistics that shape our lives. Uh, This definitely falls into that category. If you adopted a dog during the height of the pandemic, you are not alone. Uh, all of those new pets, though, mean one thing. More pet, more, more cleanup that has to be done, let's put it that way, uh, after these pets. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, this is kind of interesting. Uh, it says here that the American Veterinary Medical Association, <clears throat> the AVMA, says that Americans own nearly 77 million dogs, and each dog produces about 340 grams 
of dog do each day. So you do the math, American dogs will do what they do to the tune of 26,180 tons per day. And this actually has presented a business opportunity for some very enterprising folks in Charlotte, North Carolina. The owner of Scooper Dude Pet Waste Removal <laughs> says these days her trucks will fill up with 20 to 40 bags of dog dew, some weighing 40 pounds or more. Uh, the Daily Paws website spoke to three pet waste removal professionals and found that for all of them, the sheer volume of dog droppings that has come up over the last 18 months has them looking for more staff and more equipment. This is a real growth opportunity in business. Uh, obviously, people feel that you know, a lot of people adopted pets during the pandemic, and what they're finding is that hiring someone to clean up after your pet, clean up your yard, is a lot more... A, a, a lot more uh, desirable than doing it yourself. And they say it's actually fairly cheap, cheap to, to hire somebody to do that. So especially when consider <laughs> the alternative of having to do it yourself. But how are that 26,180 tons produced each day uh, just by American pets? That's pretty amazing. So, hello. Hello. <laughs> Folks coming on by mcdonald's on tiffin avenue where we are originating the program this morning for stuff the bus our annual school supplies donation drive and wouldn't you know it all morning long we've been uh fighting the uh the wind and the rain and it seems like it's calming down and the rain has eased up uh just as we are about to finish up the program so anyway uh our broadcast from mcdonald's here on tiffin avenue Sponsored by the folks at Friends Office and Ashley Barger, uh, we certainly do appreciate it. Uh, you have been involved with the Stuff the Bus campaign, I, I think, just about from the beginning. Yes, it's been a pleasure. It completely coincides with what we already do for our school systems. You know, in some way, we are able to help the students and the teachers and the entire system to make sure everybody starts the school year off on the right foot. What does your, I'm curious, what does your warehouse look like this time of year when you're preparing for back to school? I'm really afraid to share a photo of that. <laughs> um, but it is OSHA compliant, so that's good. Um, but it's just a lot of moving parts. And there are several individuals at the helm of that. We are organizing um, class kits for school PTOs who have organized um, all of the school lists by teacher classroom. And so we're putting all those packages together. Some school districts have opted to buy their bulk school supplies then packaged individually so students can bring them home or, or have them right at school in a safe manner. And some school systems just need their bulk supplies. So the teacher puts in the requisition, the um, administrator then puts it and matches it with the PO, and then we deliver it individually packaged by teacher classroom. So there's, you know, the organization of it is taken care of for them. I, I just I can't even imagine what it must be like getting truckload or truckload of school supplies in that uh, then goes out to schools all over, not just uh, our immediate area, but all over the region. Absolutely. So we have Elmer's in every day, Crayola in every day. I mean, we are very intimate with these national manufacturers because um, we want the most, the best quality supplies for our teachers and students. So again, Friends Office, as you mentioned, this is right up your alley. This is what you do. Uh, you help uh, schools, businesses of all sizes, uh, whether we're talking school supplies, whether we're talking you know office equipment, all of that. Yes, and this last year was all the PPE you could possibly imagine. So, And it's all about getting people safely in the office or however they need to work. Sometimes it is maybe working alongside a company or organization who offers P-cards for their employees, and then they get some kind of a subsidiary, you know, $100 a month or something to buy their office supplies. It can be that. Or it can be working with an organization who has 25 different locations across the United States. We deliver to every single one of their locations all within a really nice account management system. So it's really coming alongside the customer that we're working with and doing what they need strategically to help their business. You know, it's funny. I'll drive by the uh, friend's location here in town, and you wouldn't know that 
you are a national organization uh, that that helps so many companies really across the country and have been doing it for how many years now? <laughs> this is our 30th anniversary under current management. So this is a really big deal. We are actually going to have customer appreciation events this fall, and we're going to invite people back into our buildings. We have five different offices across Ohio. So we're going to invite people in, and we have all of my manufacturer partners. They know me very well. Like I said, Elmer's and Crayola and Sharpie, they're at our door every single week. So they're going to come and give freebies to our customers. So we're doing that this fall, and we'll have drinks drinks and food and probably some live entertainment. We're going to have some fun. We want people back inside our doors. And for those businesses who aren't currently affiliated with a friend's office, um, you can not only uh, help with all of the equipment, all of the supplies that uh, that someone may need, but even in terms of helping to design layout and optimize office space and all of that. That is our absolute favorite thing to do. We have a team of designers on staff and they love to take your vision, your branding, um, maybe your goals are employee morale, maybe your goals are strategically and safely bringing your folks back into the office space. That's their job. They take 3D, 4D renderings and they bring your vision to life. And then we have our own team of furniture installers who come and assemble everything on site for you. So Wow. So you don't even have to, unlike the stuff that you go uh, to the discount store and buy off the shelf that you have to put, you know, screw A and slot B and all of that. You handle all of that. So. We've been doing that for years. Sold. Yes, right there. exactly. <laughs> and, you know, we, we talked about this. Uh, a little bit earlier, how last year, of course, during the pandemic, uh, workplaces looked so different. Sometimes they weren't even workplaces. They were homes. And uh, you helped out individuals who were transforming spare rooms in their homes into functional office spaces. And by extension of that, we were talking about, you know, helping to design space. The new workplace for a lot of uh, businesses may look a little different than what it did before. So maybe it's time to take a fresh look at some of that. Yep. Everybody's needs are fluid, right? And last year proved that. We all had to pivot no matter who you were and where you worked or how you worked. You pivoted, and we did too. Um, but really, it was no different than how we've helped people in the past. Um, we've always worked alongside businesses to ask them, what are their goals? Um, are you cutting you know, your budget? Are you keeping things more streamlined? Are you having more collaborative workspaces? Are you hybrid? Are you coming into the office, out of the office, working wherever you need to be? We've always done stuff like that. So last year was kind of like our time to shine. And I think maybe we finally proved ourselves that, hey, it's nice to work with people. I hear, I hear what you're saying. It's what you do all the time. But let's be honest. Last year was a little bit different. I, I don't know how often do you normally have someone who calls up and say, hey, I'm taking my spare bedroom and I want to turn it into my uh, office space. That provides some unique challenges. And I would imagine for your designers, um, kind of a fun challenge. Yes, I think everybody really enjoyed that. And I think they liked working more strategically or hand in hand with those organizations who had employees who were doing those kinds of things. So yeah, it's thinking about all the things you need at home that you automatically have at the work, you know, at your office. So like if you need a small desktop printer, you need a scanner, you need um, uh, maybe some kind of floor mat, you know, chair mat. So that way your chair's not sliding all over the place and doing crazy things. Maybe you need a new chair because ergonomics make a difference in how you're productive. A lot of people learned that uh, the hard way last yeah, year. Unfortunately, probably a lot of visits to some healthcare yeah. provider about your yeah. neck and shoulders and things. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for those who are interested in all of those services, uh, you can learn more at the website, right? Absolutely. Friendsoffice.com. Also follow any of our social media platforms. It's just at friendsoffice. Um, and you can DM us, ask us questions. We have tons of people who are ready and willing to help you and work alongside you. In the meantime, uh, obviously what we're talking about today has to do with uh, back to school, all of the school supplies for uh, kids in need, and it's so good uh, to have you on board. And I, I know this is uh, something that, that you are passionate about, making sure that every kid gets off to the right start when the school year starts. Yeah, and honestly, kids have been the heroes over this last year. They've been so resilient in how they've done things. And I do know, I think we all know, that's because of the teachers. The teachers have done so much for our students, and they have been pulled in a million different directions 
by their, you know, by the expectations or maybe just the unknown. And the other cool thing that we do offer is a grant for our teachers. It's our 10th year offering um, our write grant. Um, and all that is, is you write a quick essay on if I had these supplies from friend's office, I could do this in my classroom, and we are giving five different teachers $1,000 in classroom supplies or furniture. They just have to write in. And more information on that uh, on the website as well, right? Yes. Yeah, we've got it linked up at our webpage, goodmornings.net. Again, Friends Office making our broadcast possible today. Stop the bus at McDonald's on Tiffin Avenue. Uh, we're here collecting donations. We're about to wrap up the program, but we will be here uh, collecting donations until 7 p.m. today, 10 to 2 tomorrow. And then even after that, you can get a hold of the folks at Christian Clearinghouse who help us organize and distribute all of this stuff. And they'd be happy to take your de uh, donations even uh, after that. So, Ashley, thanks very much to your crew for uh, being a part of it and being with us this morning. And with that, we put a wrap on our podcast for today. want to thank all of our guests for joining us. Remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the program at our webpage, that is goodmornings.net. So check it out and learn how you can be a part of our Stuff the Bus campaign this year. Coming up Monday on the program, we live in a time when the definition of what is ethical can be rather fuzzy. But is American society a lost cause? We talk about how all of us have the opportunity to reclaim an ethical world one choice at a time. So until Monday morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day, a great weekend. We'll catch you back here next week.